0: What's up guys, Emma Mae here. I just want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast and let y'all know that we did experience some technical difficulties with our audio in this particular episode. So please be gracious with us, but we hope you enjoy the show. What's up, what's up, incredible? loved and valued people. I am so, so honored that you have come to the Have You Heard podcast. I am your host, Emma Mae McDaniel. And friends, this is going to be such a good conversation as we're talking about what it looks like to date well, to date with a marriage mindset, just intentionally. And so whether you're single, you're dating, or you are married, I really believe that so many incredible principles can be drawn from this conversation to help you go about your day-to-day, go about your relationships with intentionality and purpose. So friends, grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Chelsea Hurst is on the podcast today and I have been waiting for this conversation because I am just so in love with who she is and so grateful for our friendship. Chelsea, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey Emma, it's so good to be here. And I was just telling uh, Emma, everybody, that isn't her set so beautiful um her and josh put up that wallpaper and it's so pretty i just keep admiring it and it makes me want to like do something fancy with our podcast setup
0: <laughs> Aw, thank you i know i it's been like kind of chilly here but every now and again we get like a sunny warm day and i feel mm-hmm. like sitting in front of all these It makes me really excited for spring in this warmer weather.
1: (laughs) So so I'm glad it's
0: inspired you.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, I love that we're getting to talk about um, dating and marriage because it's really been such a present conversation in our home, like constantly. And even just thinking about, like, how do I even put it? Um, Just our future of our family and our Mm -hmm. kids. And like what we want to share with them so I think it's just such an important conversation to open up here on the podcast and kind of like go a little bit deeper than what everybody wants to talk about when it comes to dating and like relationships because there's some things to definitely discuss that aren't the norm and yeah um, so I admire you for even wanting to open up this conversation because I think it's going to be really beneficial
0: oh yay I am so excited because I my heart is really to help equip people live the life that they were made to live and walking with the Lord because as you walk with the Lord you're living the life you were made to live and that includes yeah. how you navigate your relationships and I I love how you mentioned wanting to go deeper because I really that's actually like kind of what I wanted to start our conversation off with is how I feel like a lot of people want to date a lot of people want to have a boyfriend, have a girlfriend, to experience the fun of that, especially if you see a bunch of your friends around you who are also dating. We all want to be seen, we wanna be pursued, we wanna be liked, we wanna be wanted. But I think sometimes we go about dating as though it's just dating just for fun or dating just to date. And so I thought it would be really cool to kick off our conversation by just asking you, how would you differentiate dating with intention versus dating just for fun or just to date?
1: Yeah, I love that that uh, question because I think whenever we're starting off in in dating, like probably you know in our teen years, and just kind of discovering even what that looks like it's evolved so much even in recent years with the the development of social media and so much access to everything. I mean, it's just wild how much our world has evolved so quickly. Um, But I would say the difference in like dating for fun and dating with intention is knowing first and foremost, like Just who you are and wanting to pair up with somebody who also knows who they are and not wanting to settle for anything less. I think dating for fun is just more so like, okay, I want to have fun this weekend. Let's see if I can get my dinner covered and invite (laughs) the opposite sex into that. I think that that's like not necessarily – I mean, people do that and – I am not really for that whatsoever, but I just feel like whenever you're dating without intentions, there's a lot of room for potential hurt because we Mm -hmm. are very connected beings. We're made for connection. We're made for deep relationship. Um, And a lot of people I think will only go surface level or date for fun because they're kind of scared of commitment or they're afraid of like what – you know, maybe had happened to them in the past with other relationships and they don't want to take it too far to where they let somebody in and trust is broken and there's just hurt again. I think a lot of us walk around with wounds and Mm -hmm. I think Jesus is so kind to just heal us if we allow him into that pain and allow him into those moments. And so I think whenever you recognize maybe that there's hurt there and maybe you have been dating more for fun rather than with intention you can change and you can date with intention Mm -hmm. and you can see such a beautiful transformation in like who you even know that you are so that you could step into a relationship with somebody in confidence and with grace rather than with like walls up and frustration and like pain, you know? And I just don't think we should, um, you know, shame anybody for being in those places because it's like definitely, uh, a valley of like really figuring yourself out and why you may mm-hmm. even have hurts from the past and healing from that. And that's a necessary process. But I think the recognition and the turn to like intention um, is so filled with grace, but also just uh, so much more for you if you choose to yeah. go. Um, in that direction. And I, I can be the first to say, I used to date for fun. I like didn't want to let somebody in um, in that way because I was so afraid of them It can be a me. risk. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a mm-hmm. risk. And, and But I think the difference here, Emma, and you, you know this, like trusting your life in the hands of Almighty God that loves you so, so much and wants the best for you even in your relationship life Knowing that can make all the difference, because then we're able to like, follow his lead into the relationships yeah. that he guides us into, um, you know, even with friendships that's why I said relationships rather than just one um, And he's worthy of being trusted, and he's really proven himself, like time and time again. And I just think, you know, that is something I, I wish I knew early on Mm -hmm. and I wish I spared myself of like the hurt of just kind of dating lightly, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, so I'm so encouraged by such a handful of things that you just said. One, being the reality that we all have stories. We all have things that we walk through and we all have parts of our stories that are more difficult, that are more trying and do leave us with things that we need to heal from and I want to come back to that because there's there's a lot of depth to that. The second thing that I loved was that you talk about how there can be change. And I just want to encourage the person who's listening who feels like The trajectory that their life has been going in of dating just for fun, like seeking their approval and their worth and whether or not they're lovable and what another person has to say about them and just taking dating in that kind of lack of intention type of way and feeling like, well I guess if that's the trajectory I've been going, that's the trajectory I have to stay on. Mm. So I just wanna really highlight what you just said that like you can change. Today is a new day and our God is a God of doing new good things in those who are willing wow. to come to him and surrender to him. So I don't know, I just I feel like that's something simple, but it actually can be really deeply rooted in our decision making of like, well I guess is that's just how my life's been so I want to encourage the person listening that change is possible. And the third thing that I love that you shared is that you started sharing some of your story. And I think there's something so powerful whenever we open up and say, hey, this is not only things that like I've just observed, but I've walked through and learned from. And so I would love for you to go into that a little more of when was that shift for you where you went from dating Just to date, just for fun. And it shifted to, I'm dating with intention. And what do you think caused that shift? Like what caused that light to be turned on of like, "Hmm, I need to do this differently. And so I'm going to make a change.
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. And I just immediately go back to high school when I believe it was my sophomore year. I was at a discipleship now weekend or D now weekend. It's a very common Weekend event where you hear a couple speakers, you go and spend the night with some of your friends, and eat a lot of junk food. You hear about the, you know, (laughs) hear about Jesus and the gospel was presented to me like the good news of Jesus and the relationship he wanted to have with me was presented there. And I grew up in church. Um, I I knew what it was like to be a Christian and like look the part and all that stuff. But I would say I was really convicted of my sin and the way that I lived at this event. And I was like, wow, I feel like I'm getting a full picture of the gospel rather than a partial. And from that moment, I asked the Lord to just truly take over my life. And I would say I was acting like a believer on and off. Like you just, you know, you see people in church and you have other friends that are not uh, believers. And I was just kind of immersed in both crowds. And at Mm -hmm. this event, a few friends and my, we were all praying for each other and just became very real to me. Like Jesus really made himself known Mm -hmm. to me. And I just remember from that point forward being like, what am I doing? I've been dating lately. I've been, you know, hanging out with women who are girls at this point girls who just gossip about one another don't honor one another behind each other's backs um are really rude to me I'm afraid if they're even talking about me when I'm not there and just a lot of those questions you know started to circle around in my head like what am I doing and yeah I just remember this sweet conviction of the Holy Spirit just telling me you know, you don't have to stay this way. I, I make all things new. I want to change you. Um, and he just started slowly changing my heart and I would be lying if I said I didn't slip back into sin in certain areas, um, even like a year from that, that point. But God so graciously in those moments of like falling into it again, he was like building up my strength and showing me that there are ways out and that I don't have to choose into that anymore. Um, and so even in dating, I would slip up and and even my judgment and like, you know, should I really be dating this person? And it got to the point where I was in a very serious relationship before Nick, my senior year of high school, and he was a great guy, but the Lord clearly told me he's not the one for you as much as he's a great, incredible man of God. He's not the one for you. And Mm -hmm. so... Sadly, I was very sad about this. I broke up the relationship with him. Uh, yeah, I bet that was so hard. Yes, it was. And and I would say that was the first relationship I had that I dated with intention since I got saved and started really understanding the love that the Lord had for me and other people. And I just wanted to respect the person that I was, was dating, and I wanted to do things right. <laughs> and yeah. from that moment, I was really sad, but... I kid you not, a month later, Nick reached out to me over Twitter after I found his profile, (laughs) and I was liking a bunch of his tweets. (laughs) I love it! And we started a friendship, and I knew very, very early on that he was my husband, and I felt like it was just a very fast switch, honestly, Emma, like where I went from not as much intention, very like fun-minded, oh, I'll just do whatever they feel like doing because I want to please them. And I had such a ple- like a people-pleaser kind of mindset. And the right. Lord's been graciously working that out of me even today in some ways. And he guided me into a really great relationship that just wasn't the right one yet. Um, mm-hmm. But that relationship taught me a lot of things. And it showed me what yeah. to look for and what not to look for. And then I met Nick and it was very quick and I would have never expected myself to get married so young. But I'm glad that that's, you know, the story that God wanted to create in my life. And I would just say like to whoever maybe had been in that process of like dating lightly without as much intention that there like you just said is so much like room for you to change. It doesn't always mm-hmm. have to stay the exact same way. You won't be dating the exact same guys or girls because when you date with intention, you intentionally choose who you're going to date. And it's not just the same relationships like you've had in the past. And I saw that firsthand in my life. And I don't know about your story, Emma, but I'm really curious about that too, like in the past with you. Did you date anybody before you met Josh?
0: I think it can be easy sometimes to avoid staying in the loop on the world's current news because it brings about so much fear. But I believe there's a better response to the fear than avoiding the news. And I believe there's a better response to the fear than being consumed by the news. By refusing to shy away from being informed and intentionally hiding God's word in our hearts, I believe that we can keep an eternal mindset in the midst of the world's temporary sorrows. The Pour Over News is a politically neutral space to be informed on current news around the world, as well as be encouraged through God's word to keep eternity at the forefront of our minds. If you're looking for a concise, easy-to-understand, unbiased news source, then you can check out the link below to sign up for the Pour Over Newsletter. I dated someone, like, for very short time so okay. I, but it's really cool because although it was really short just like what you were saying I learned so much um yeah it was one of those scenarios where I it was my sophomore year of high school and there was this guy who was he was such a gentleman to me like could have not been more respectful held the door open for me all the time and but I clearly told him like I don't wanna, like, dating is just not something I'm prioritizing in high school. I just, it's just not yeah. really on my radar right now. And, but he continued to just be intentionally respectful towards me, like, all year long. So, summertime comes and he asks me to be his girlfriend. And I think it was one of those things where I was praying so much about it, but I think I was in this place of, like, really wrestling with, like, okay, is this what I am wanting to do because it feels really good to be liked and because I've never had a boyfriend before and this is really flattering and this is really sweet and I would love to enter into this season or is this actual like like the Lord saying, yeah, Emma, this is what you should do. I ended up saying yes and two weeks go by and I go to summer camp and it was a totally like, Um, unplugged summer camp where we don't have our phones or anything. And I just felt so unsettled in my spirit. And so I asked my camp counselors to wake me up before the rest of the cabin would wake up. And so they did. And I would, before the rest of the girls in our cabin would wake up, I would go out into the front porch and I would just like be in prayer for, I don't even know how long. Cause I didn't have my phone. <laughs> I was just yeah. out there until it was time for us to go to breakfast. And I came back two weeks later after camp and I just, I knew it was one of the times that I just, I didn't have any doubt in my mind that this was the guidance from the Lord. I knew I need to be obedient, and right now that looks like stepping out of this relationship. And so literally the next day, it was one of the hardest conversations I've had just because I like I didn't want to hurt feelings. Yeah. I, I didn't wanna like I didn't want to step on toes, but I had I had peace that was so tangible. And though it was so difficult, I left that conversation knowing like I just made such an incredible decision because it was a decision of obedience. And so Mm -hmm. that was, it was so short, but I learned so much. And my next relationship was Josh, who's now my husband. And so I was able to take just really listening to the Holy Spirit really intentionally seeking the Lord in prayer, really being bold to say, God, I'm going to be obedient to you, whatever it is that that means, even if it means making the hard choices, even if it means doing what in my heart I didn't initially want to do. And I carried that posture into my relationship with Josh, which totally set the tone because Josh and I were both in a place of like, God, we want to be obedient to you, whether that means being together or not. And because he was our guide in our relationship. It set the tone in the best way that it could. So that was, that was my relationship Love experience, it. and I'm so grateful for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you probably, mm-hmm. because you were so attentive and desired the best in that area, that you really saved yourself from a lot of hurt, or God saved you from a yeah. lot of hurt. You were just leaning into His voice. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of women and men would benefit from just truly even getting silent. I think there's something so special about you going out in the early morning where there's no distraction and you're just praying and you're just, um, I think a lot of us feel like we even have to have a ton of words when we pray about, you know, a certain area and that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, just sitting even in the silence and just reflecting, I know for me in some of those relationships, I when I was about to break them off because I usually broke them off, <laughs> I would sit <laughs> down and I would write like a pros and cons list about the person or about the relationship, and it usually like gave me peace about being like, nope. <laughs> Even before I really wow. knew Jesus, what was
0: the cons? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Which there is that actually leads into what I wanted to ask you, because I feel like that's so cool. That was before you even knew the Lord. But there is like wisdom in that to sit back and say, is this taking me in the direction I want to go in life or is it not? And I think this is such an incredible conversation because talking about being intentional and in dating is I think, just such a helpful thing that I think a lot of people are genuinely seeking how to do. So I would love for you to share just like some practical, like what does it look like to intentionally date? What are the questions that I need to be asking? What are the things that I need to be looking for that are, yeah, this is a good check, check off green light, go, oh, this is a red flag. I need to investigate this. Like what would you say are some practical things to put in place that help us date well.
1: One of the most helpful things that really guided me in my dating journey was just having, first and foremost, I feel like the ground in which we build our life on, like fertile ground, would probably Mm -hmm. equate itself to like a humble heart or like a receptive, almost like you're a student of whatever God has for you, like just being like anxious to learn or to understand what is best, what is holy, what is, what is loving, all the things. I feel like he just blows yeah. that up in our heart. But just having like the willingness to change or the willingness um, to just be malleable, I think that is like the, mm-hmm. the very first step to recognize, like, am I somebody who is humble at heart that, um, you know, is not filled with pride? And I think most prideful people or people who who maybe struggle in this area, like, have a hard time even recognizing that in themselves, recognizing that they yeah. um, may not be the first to be like, oh, I need a change in that area or I need to work on this or whatever it is. Um, I think there's so yeah. much grace, too, because when we say, Oh, this needs to change. The old me would be like, oh, I need to do all the work. But the Lord does that work naturally in us as we just, like, Mm -hmm. follow his lead. And so there's no pressure in that. And I just don't want anybody to feel pressure in this area. I think in this really slim or what feels like long period for some people, um, it can be really pressuring by the societal standards or, Even in the Christian culture, it can seem like a lot of people idolize marriage or idolize relationships. Um, And I think just the ground in which you even walk your life out in this area, carrying it with humility and being able to be malleable is, is huge. And so I would just say recognizing that yourself. And if you don't have that, asking the Lord to give it to you, he will. He always says anytime yeah. we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us. Anytime we ask for a humble heart, he is the definition of humility. So he will, he will lavish it on us. So I think uh, that would be definitely number one. Um, and then also... Uh Nick and I recently wrote a book called Marriage Minded and we talk about like the ten ways to yeah, you you did. The one. And not trying to just like plug a book and be like, go read that. But... It's so good though, guys. Yes, <laughs> <You guys> plug <laughs> yeah, it hard. But uh one thing that we mentioned in there, um there's several things, but one thing that I really think that is so huge is the ability to like communicate through really hard stuff and even evaluate. Mm-hmm. Um like where exactly maybe you have painful moments in the past like trauma childhood trauma things related to your family whatever is just hard to bring up that, that stuff mm-hmm. naturally gets brought up in relationships um yeah being able sometimes without even saying that like exactly this is what happened in my past
0: mm-hmm. just the way that you respond reveals something that's coming from coming from something deeper
1: yes yes yeah that's so good emma And I think some of these things, too, we don't even recognize until we're a little older. Um, The Lord Mm -hmm. in his kindness slowly sometimes reveals these things. But uh, to be intentional in dating in this area, I would say becoming, like, so whole in wherever area the Lord kindly reveals to you right now in this present time. If there's hurt, there's pain, if there's, um, you know, unresolved just bitterness or unforgiveness even that you have towards people, or even in the areas of romantic relationship, just you know perspectives that potentially self-sabotage in, in the future in this area. Just be committed to the healing work. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. what that would look like for me. It looked like going to see a counselor who walked me through like a discipleship counseling. She revealed some she helped me see the lies that I was believing about myself, about God, and about other people so that I could believe the truth. Yeah. And I think a lot of us think like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just believe the truth about what God says. Let's just believe the truth about what other um, people are, are doing or, or just try to believe the truth. But it's so hard to even cling to the truth when we're also holding on to lies. And so if we are holding yeah. on to these false beliefs or these false things, about ourselves or about, you know, a relationship that we're in or want to pursue, um, we can't really be receptive to the truth because mm-hmm. there has to be an exchange. There has to be a letting go of the the lie so that the truth can be truly, like, saturated into that fertile ground, you know? Yes. And so um, I would say that that was, like, so transformative for me and... There's so many ways I could go into this, (laughs) so many layers (laughs) No, I love that. I actually want to speak into what you just said,
0: because I probably have said this on the podcast before, because I just love sharing, like, what I've learned from the Lord, and the journey he's taken me on and I love how our yeah. journeys are unique but yet we can still connect because we're people and we all have stories that in right. some way have a common denominator of being human you know mm-hmm. and I love that one of the practical tips you're giving of dating with intention is being honest and being like willing to talk about and work through and lean into the healing journey of past stuff, because I believe one of the biggest weapons the enemy loves to use is shame. And it keeps us, it keeps us from experiencing the freedom in our relationships with God, ourself and other people, especially a person we're considering doing life with forever in a way you're not going to do life with anybody else. And I experienced that so truly in mine and Josh's relationship in the sense that we were really intentional to be super honest all throughout our relationship. And I went to counseling during our relationship to work through stuff that I didn't even know I could find freedom in. And the Lord was like, actually, you can, and it's time. And what I'm so thankful about, and the reason I'm bringing this up in gratitude that you shared it, is because... I'm so glad that it wasn't like me and Josh had all of these things from our past that we never talked about. And then we went to premarital counseling and it all just came out from under the rug. And it was like, what? Why did this come up sooner? You know, it was like everything that came out in premarital counseling. We may have gone even deeper into it because we had counsel to ask us those good questions. But nothing was a surprise because there was wow. transparency all throughout. So I do, I just want to encourage the person listening who's dating with intention, like if if you're with somebody who you can see like being your person, I believe that like, trust is something that is built. So don't just go sharing all of your stuff, you know, like that comes with discernment and with time and with trust. But I believe that it's very important to take that risk of vulnerability because When that vulnerability is met with trust, then that's when the relationship can be built. And if it all is coming out after marriage, you're kind of asking yourself for some difficult roads to walk down later down the road.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. And I love how you really just invited people into that with such grace. Because I think um, there's a lot of books out there that would give all this advice and, um, you know, even just helpful resources that, like, give you the steps of, like, do this before you get married. Do this while you're dating. And, and it just feels so weighty because it's like, oh, my gosh, I have yeah. all these things I got to do, all these things I got to mm-hmm. change. I'm just exhausted even looking at it. But one thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one thing that I uh, just think is so beautiful that you kind of, like, touched on is there's things that we don't even recognize about ourselves or about, like, our view of relationships in general that don't really come out until sometimes we just sit down with another person and we just talk about Mm it. And one thing I um, recently mentioned to a friend is I think I realize I'm a verbal processor. Um, Like I love to just like talk through things and I'm like, wow, the Lord's even telling me like, or the spirit is just like kind of letting me know, like as we're talking, like, oh, this is the reason this happened, not this. And and I feel like it's like Mm -hmm. a, a dot connector for me. Like just having yeah. sit down conversations, cool. whether it's with a counselor or you, Emma, or like another friend or my mom, like whoever it is, like just being able to sit down and connect some dots. And I feel like we're all wired differently, but I think in some ways, some of these conversations or things that we're kind of, un we don't know in our minds or like beliefs that we have or just the things that kind of naturally come out as we walk through life they're almost ushered in through conversation and through sitting down and being kind of open to letting God work. And I think whenever we're able to have radical honesty with, with one another, you know, and there's some discernment in that Mm -hmm. involved, like on when to share things, when not. Um, But there's always just really great fruit from that. Like always such great open conversations And I remember there have been a handful of times where Nick would open up to me about something. And he almost, like, every time unlocks a memory from my childhood or another thing that I have had that felt, like, hidden in my mind. And God was so gracious for us to just have a conversation. And in, in the process, like, things that I hadn't thought of come up. And we can, like, address them together and walk through it together. And so I think, like, when we're just open and we allow those conversations to be had, we have no idea, like, what could come from that and the healing that can happen. And so I just love that. And I love that you've done that, too. And you've seen so much fruit from, like, counseling and then the premarital counseling. That was life-changing for us, too. And, um, yeah, with just intentional pursuit, like, it just feels so much better than like not even knowing where you stand with people when you're just kind of dating for uh-huh. fun or like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what he thinks of me. And, you know, I guess I'll go on another date, yeah. but I don't really know where this is going. You know, nobody wants to be we kind of make led makes it hard to open up because right. it's like
0: when there's a lack of commitment, it's like I'm having a hard time committing to being open with you. And right. I just, I love these practical tips that you're giving because what I'm hearing from you is how is y'all's communication? How is their trust here? Which coincides with the ability to be vulnerable and the ability to walk through the difficult things, be willing to like acknowledge the past and allow it to be something I learn from and grow from and it doesn't keep me in shame. And also what I'm hearing from you too is the importance of having, like, spiritual unity. <laughs> like, yeah. I, because I, I love what you said about you and Nick, we walk through that together. Like, it's one thing to have somebody that you enjoy being with, which I think is important, that you have fun with, that there's chemistry, I think that's important. But I also think that what's even more important, which leads to my next question, is, like, where is your faith? What anchors you? What is compelling you to make the decisions that you make? And what is compelling you to live the life that you're living? What is the why behind you doing what you're doing? And if those aren't aligned in the Lord, then that I think is 100% a red flag. And something that I wanted to ask you is how important it is to have Christ at the center of your relationship. Because I I think some sometimes it can be easy to let the enemy slowly but surely convince you like oh like Once I get to this season of my life, then I'll take my relationship with Christ seriously. Like, oh, once we're married, then he'll start taking his relationship with Christ seriously. Like, once we're together longer. And I think that's such a dangerous, slippery slope. So I would love to ask you, like, how do we keep Christ at the center of our relationship before stepping into marriage? And practically, what does that even mean?
1: What does that look like? Yeah, that's such a... I feel like that's a very common question, and even like the way that it's phrased of like keeping Christ agree. at the center, um, and I think that speaks to a mm-hmm. deeper need that we recognize. I think in our generation of keeping Christ at the center um, of our lives, even like our individual lives. Because I, I remember back t- to whenever I was in when hi- in high school, and I, I started really discovering who the Lord said that I am, who he is, I felt like a baby in a lot of ways. Like, really, it's almost like you're, I mean, it's being called like reborn in in a way, like a spiritual birth. And so there's so much maturity even to be had in that relationship, in that um, new context of like viewing the world, viewing your relationships, viewing yourself um, and even creation. I mean, everything changes, you know, whenever the lens of how you view your life is shifted, everything changes. And so when you're Mm -hmm. talking about keeping Christ at the center of your relationship, it's like even taking a step back and saying, okay, where is Christ at in my personal life? Does the way I live and, like, who I am, does he just flow freely from me? And mm-hmm. if not, like, you may be early on in, in, like, your walk, or maybe you've you've been walking with him for several years and you've become apathetic or you don't have really great community. There's just so many aspects to this. Um, yeah. And I think, honestly, the answer to your question, Emma, is just, like, keeping... Christ at the center will naturally happen whenever he's the center of your personal life. That's so good, Chelsea. As two I'm so glad you said that. Individuals. Um, yeah. And one thing that's really benefited me, and I just want to say this, like as a woman to other women, cause I know mostly women are listening to this podcast. This is beneficial for guys too, but life changing ground shaking just changed for me in my relationship with the Lord has been surrounding myself with the body of believers with other yeah. women every mm-hmm. week committing myself to being with other women who are gifted in different things who see the world differently than I do who are diverse in thought and and the way they look and the way that they um you know do their work if they have kids, if they don't, just, like, different women from different ages. I mean, it has changed yeah. my life to even have that community. It's made me a better wife. It's made me a better uh, sister, better, better mom, a uh, better friend. And I would say, like, in a marriage, I think a lot of people, before they get married, they think that um, all of those relationships should change and maybe that your marriage should be the primary only relationship that you pour into but we are better partners nick and i we are a better a better married couple yeah. when we are committed to our friends too and we that's so get good. That time together um because i've been hearing it so much lately especially with you know the asbury revival that's happened like community just body believers getting together so much changes like there's healing mm-hmm. that can happen in your marriage there's healing in perspective of like how you even view relationships, so keeping Christ at the center, I think is just um, seeing if you're even pursuing the things like the things of God, like what does repentance look like in your life um, what does um, mm-hmm. gathering with others look like in your life if you don't have that, then just like pursue it and pray for it, and yeah. God will bring it. <laughs> And, uh, naturally I think it'll flow in your relationship too.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree. It's like we were made to do life with others or something. (laughs) I love that. And I, I also, I want to acknowledge too, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that whether you're single dating or married, like there are principles from this podcast that you can glean and learn from and apply. And I feel like it's kind of been like a, evident thing to those who are single and dating. But I also, for those of you who may be married, I wanted to let you know, like, the whole theme I think that's been threaded throughout this conversation is that today is a great day to start. So if yes. you have been letting shame rob your every day, if you have been letting communication go out the window, if there is a mm-hmm. lack of trust in your marriage, if there is like a lack of seeking Christ first and prioritizing who he is and serving him only, like I want to encourage you that like the first thing the enemy would love for you to believe is that it's too late now. Um, But I I just totally rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you hear me that today you before the Lord can make a decision to Take the steps to find healing. Take the steps to be a good communicator. Take the steps of um, investing into your marriage in a way that is God honoring. And so, just be encouraged in that. Um, I, I, I feel like I would I want to talk to you for like two hours, Chelsea. I'm so grateful <laughs> for our time today. I'm so grateful Dude. for just the gift of your your presence and your love for people and your transparency of your journey and your like your desire that is so evident to help people um, live life well and love God and know him and rest in his love for them. You just exude that heart so clearly. And I just want to thank you for sharing that on our podcast today. I really appreciate it. And I love to, for those of you who want to go more in depth into what we talked about in our conversation today, there is so much more that I could unpack if I didn't have limited time on this podcast. Um, But Chelsea mentioned her and her husband, Nick, wrote a book called Marriage Minded. Chelsea, I would love for you to let them know where they can buy it because it is a must read for sure.
1: Thanks, Emma. Yeah. So it's called Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know if You Found the One. And it was a book that was written from the perspective of knowing that there's a lot of great, like, premarital, premarital um, resources out there and, like, a lot of great resources from older married couples that are really necessary to read. But we also wanted to hold the hands of our generation that are coming up in, you know, a digital age and different unique challenges, um, just not even really knowing how to communicate and how do you even yeah. build trust? How do you... Uh, talk through like different past history with family and two families becoming one like what like what does that look like and we wanted to be able Mm -hmm. to um be relatable because we were down this road like not too far removed so we have very fresh memory um and we just we wanted to just really create a resource we wish we had so it is available i think on all book platforms like amazon barnes and noble books a million all that stuff so Feel free to grab it if you think it'll be helpful to you. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much what we're up to lately.
0: We love that. We love biblically-based, relatable resources from stellar humans. Oh, guys, I love y'all so much. And I'm so grateful for your time today to tune into this conversation. I pray that it blesses you, meets you right where you are, but also compels you
1: forward because you weren't made to stay right where you are. I love y'all so much, and I will talk to y'all next week.